Okay, it's the Daily Podcast, and we're at the uh, 9th of November. This is number 87, and I want to today reflect a little on snooker. Now, at the moment, there's a snooker tournament going on in the UK. It's called the Champion of Champions, and it's called that because basically... The only players invited to uh, play at this event are the winners of the tournaments for the last year in snooker. And the last year runs basically from May through to uh, April, the following April when the World Championships uh, it takes place. So basically it's the creme de la creme uh, the winners are, the, are invited and uh, that's why it's called Champions of Champions uh, anyway uh, this year they decided that they were going to have four groups of four players each group would be contested on a full day by two short semi-finals over seven frames and a final over 11 frames and this is what happened briefly um, the first uh, group saw the running champion Sean Murphy uh, defeat Ding Junwei of China over 11 frames then we watched uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan uh, dispose of first uh, Stuart Bingham over 7 frames and then uh, John Higgins over 11 frames um, on Wednesday we witnessed an up and coming young star Kieran Wilson he dispatched Judd Trump in the best of 11 frames and then on Thursday the last of the group we saw a 147 by Mark Selby but that wasn't good enough to get him into the final uh, Neil Robertson of Australia beat him but Neil Robertson ran into a inform Mark Allen and Allen dispatched uh, Robertson by six frames to one so then we got to uh, yesterday's semi-final and I've just finished watching him and Ronnie Sutherland beat Sean Murphy by six games to three, six frames to three. But I just want to have a little chat about snooker. Um, I grew up in a family that was uh, very uh, obsessed with snooker. My father was a very, very good amateur player and back in the sort of 30s, um, for you mathematicians, that's 80, 80 years and uh, plus ago. Anyway, my father won a local area title, and we've got a cup as proof of the matter. My father was a, a very good 50-plus break uh, uh, builder. And uh, so as a result, my father loved playing the game, and from a very early age, um, he encouraged me to get involved and we bought a he bought a half-sized table 
which uh, uh, became the major sort of fun uh, provider in our household when I was about 11 years of age. We used to play snooker. And um, it was great fun. wasn't very f- much fun for my mother, however, because it took center stage in our living room. Uh, and my friends were invited round, and we had some great uh, evenings and afternoons playing snooker. Um, late, later, we moved on to the full-size tables. My um, grandfather had been involved <coughs> with the British Legion, and uh, they had... Um, they owned a building and they had a, a one room um, which had a full-size snooker table and as we were able to my father was able to get membership we uh, had access to this table there was absolutely nothing in the room other than a snooker table and some snooker cues um, so if somebody was in there unfortunately that was that but Frequently, it was empty, and my father and I went up there and spent hours playing snooker. Uh, from there on, uh, I, when I moved up to Nottingham, uh, I continued my passion for the game by joining a uh, snooker club, which was open to the public and when I was the landlord of my house and I had students renting out rooms in my house I was fortunate to have two students who were lovers of the game and so I would drag them down to the snooker hall and we spent hours playing one of the boys was a very good player and often actually beat me I've never really been a great player. Uh, my ma- maximum break is about 35. Uh, but I've always been a passionate lover of the game, both playing and watching it. And anyway, my passion for playing continued uh, at another snooker uh, venue. Uh, just outside Nottingham in Arnold and where I was fortunate to play a professional uh, Anthony Hamilton when I went played him he was a young 15 year old but he was still at that age so gifted that he was knocking in a hundred breaks and had just turned professional uh, I think uh, at the age of 16 but he was certainly playing on the circuit and I have seen him since on TV. So basically, uh, when I came to Thailand, uh, the opportunities to play snooker was less so, I have to say. Um, Although I did manage to find a a table uh, locally in Satahib and my good friend, Bob, 
was a regular uh, visitor down where I live and we would go along and play uh, snooker for a couple of hours and it's a tremendous uh, tremendous sport uh, to have some enjoyment and I'm desperate to find a playing partner again so anyway that's a little bit of a potted history lesson about my love of the game um, just to finally add I've watched uh, snooker on TV since the early 60s and saw the jo great Joe Davis in black and white um, when he won the world championship for oh god knows how many years of course it was a challenge event there where one person played the champion I've also watched Ray Reardon another champion uh, the Davis years uh, Stephen Hendry and uh, since I came to Thailand I've followed the game as much as I can um, now of course we have coverage of every event which suits me fine and I must say in all my years um, although I really love watching Alex Hurricane Higgins and Jimmy White this young man who's now 44 43 Ronnie O'Sullivan is the greatest I've ever seen and we are truly truly uh, looking at an icon of the game uh, I can't imagine that there's ever going to be anybody as talented as Ronnie O'Sullivan uh, and if you have an inkling about wanting to watch a bit of snooker I suggest you get and do it quickly while he's still playing. He's probably got another few years left in him before he hangs up his cue, but he really is sensational. And that's my podcast for today.